Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Ramon, did you miss me? This is all I want to know. This is the beginning and the end of the show. Yeah, we did, DK. We did. We tried to hold it down, man. We were just pressed with just keeping the standard high. That's all we needed to do, man. Hey, nobody bashed Eddie. I'm shocked. He didn't get bashed in the comments, and I stopped begging him after Wednesday. Everybody loves Eddie. <laughs> How can you not love Eddie? You know? <laughs> it was some stuff they said. Okay, we'll just leave it alone. <laughs> I can't. It was good. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot like the way football players love reporters. And I got to share with you, because we're going to be getting into some stuff from the Steelers' first preseason yeah. game. And you haven't heard this, like off camera. Ah, or anything you tease me with it. So I walk into the home team's locker room. This was a couple nights ago, obviously at Akershur Stadium. Akershur. Yeah, and this is the first time we've been in a locker room after a game in three years. Yeah. Okay. And a certain bellowing voice from the number ninety-seven stall <laughs> comes across and goes, "Uh oh, here's the media." And I look over. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And I look over and he goes, you better keep your boy in line. And I go, oh, no, really? (laughs) Me? (laughs) I'm texting Cam right now. I go, hang on, hang on. You got to hear the rest of it first. Oh. (laughs) I go, you understand now. You've got a podcast, Cam. You're like moats now. You're in the enemy camp. You get this, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I go, excuse me for a second. I'm in an NFL locker room for the first time in three years. You know where I'm heading? Right over there to where the offensive linemen are. Because I haven't been able to talk to an offensive lineman in three years. And I just kept walking and he's laughing and everything. It was awesome. Uh, don't make me have to reach out to Cam, man. Ask him if there's really a problem. No, there's no problem. Okay. All right. I was about to say, what? He's doing the same thing that I'm doing now. He is the media, as you said, man. So I, go, so I go over to the offensive lineman. And I, I, this is getting to the actual football stuff. <laughs> there's there's Joe Haig and Mason Cole and Chooks and all my guys who had a nice day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They, they, they played well. And you know my favorite thing about each one of these guys, and I went through them one-on-one, each one of these guys swore – they, they have way more to go. And I yeah. loved hearing that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's so good, man. And you know what? Me watching it again, I, I, I said to myself, I was like, good start. Really good start. Uh, but I, it, it, immediately I said, I saw a few things. Okay, that's got to get cleaned up. And if that group was is the group that I know, then that's what they're going to say. DK, that actually pleases me to hear them say that type of thing. It really does, man. I saw uh, uh, Mason Cole on one play whenever uh, a running back was on the ground. He attempted to walk back and he turned around and picked up McFarlane. I was like, that right there shows me. That means a lot to him. Okay, he takes pride in in his running back. He take pride and look. 
I got to help the guy out that's helping us too. Um, I saw a couple of plays. Uh, of course, I, we said this. This is a new line, right? They got to get used to one another. Uh, I'm I'm watching James Daniel Chooks work together, and there was a couple like little seepage yeah. that kind of came through, yeah. but it wasn't bad. And you can tell the athletes are there to get it going. The same thing goes with Kendrick and also Dan Moore on the other side too. It was just you you see. Okay, getting there the game misses. reps. Yeah, there but, were misses. I don't mean to it, overstate it, it. It wasn't as bad as no. I thought for a new group, DK. So I'm glad to hear those dudes kind of bring that to the forefront. I'm glad to hear those dudes kind of, you know, drop that nugget like we're just getting started. Like we still got work to do. And and essentially they still are in camp mode. But the performance in itself I thought was very well. I thought they finished good. I thought they ran the ball well. I saw them using their technique damn good. I was like, Again, we got to get them as many reps as we possibly can. We got to be able to see them come together and and honestly fight for one another. And I think that's kind of what you got after the game from them, right? Yeah, some of that. I mean, it, it, there was a, there was a humble uh, a humble quality to what they were saying. There mm-hmm. really was. And this was again, this was universal. It was almost as if they had just heard something from a positional coach after coming yeah. out or something like and they're kind of echoing that, you know, the way you guys will will, will, will tend to do. Uh, I, I was impressed with the fact that, and this isn't going to sound like it's related, but it is. The fact that the Steelers took an extra second or two to execute every passing play, yeah. regardless of the quarterback. Yep. Some of that was because the QB could step up in the pocket, which yep. we saw. Pow! Or we could see them moving away out of yeah. the pocket when they needed to. Uh, all three of them. No, yep. There's no separation here. And they were able to do that because these guys were holding their blocks. Anthony McFarland, who's never yeah. seen a straight line that he liked, <laughs> found a way to run forward. You yes, know why? He because he had holes. Yes. He had holes the size of moon craters. And, and and that was that to me was encouraging. It was, man. And not just him. Jalen Warren was another guy, man, that oh, I've yeah. heard Eddie brag about. And and as far as camp, and I've been watching and seeing stuff from him, he looks good, not just in the run game, but in the passing game. Uh, and, and like you said, when you have the efficiency of the offensive line working together, coming together, and honestly, honestly, the way the quarterbacks worked too. You can tell the reps have been split up evenly because when each quarterback came in, nothing really fell off. They understood who was going to do what. They allowed those guys to do work, too. So we're all getting a true evaluation of those guys doing work. The receivers making plays because why? The receivers have to, other than a jet sweep, you know, when the the wide receiver gets the handoff, like they had time to actually get the ball down the field. Short passes, medium passes, long passes. We saw all of that. And it started up front with those guys up front as far as the five guys that started the game. I don't know how it's going to shake out. Kevin Dotson has to get back, okay? That's the first preseason game. But it's encouraging. And if you fall too far behind as far as trying to get back, you get forgotten. More other guys get your reps, man. But again, I told you before too, DK, we got to get this group solidified because we got to figure out who's yeah. going to be who and how they are going to play together as five being one. Yeah, Dotson's got an ankle injury for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, it, it doesn't appear to be serious, but like Moan's saying, man, this isn't the time to be nursing. No. Uh, there was, I can tell you unequivocally that there were some guys who played last night who are fighting for jobs. 
in a normal circumstance wouldn't have been anywhere near a football field. That's just how it goes. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that uh, is very much on Moan's mind. I can tell you from before the show, and that's the fans and the way they treated Mason Rudolph at that game Saturday night. The quarterbacks, Ramon, you mentioned in the opening segment here, had kind of similar nights, and they did, and they all got praise from uh, mm-hmm. from Mike Tomlin, and they should have. They, they boy, even their numbers and everything else. And I know Kenny Pickett had the big drive down the end and everything, and I ended up writing my column uh, mostly on that subject, and, and it was fun, and it was dramatic, and it felt like real football and everything yeah. else here. But for the most part, you found them to be pretty, you know, pretty much the same or similar. I thought they all justified themselves. I, I really did. Yeah. I, I said exactly what I thought it was going to be. I, Mitch should probably start. And whatever happens between Mesa, uh, Mason and and, uh, and Kenny Pickett is just a matter of the more Kenny Pickett can learn, either from Mason or either from Trubisky, the better he's going to be. It shouldn't be a rush to it. I was excited. You were excited. We all were excited to watch and watch him play as a pro. Hell, his teammates showed up to watch him play as a pro, like the city of Pittsburgh. The they, Pitt they, they, teammates, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, like, it was, Narduzzi, it, everybody was there, yeah. It was cool. And, and the same way that we feel about, hey, we're excited. Let's make sure that excitement comes out at the right time. And that's where I was. I, Trubisky was was good. We saw the athletic ability come out. Mason was poised in the pocket for the most part. A little bit too poised at times because I'm like, step up, step up, yeah, step up, Mason. But – he knows how to stay in the pocket and make a throw. And the same thing goes for uh, Kenny Pickett, too, the way he was running around and scrambling, making plays. And just it, it's an unsure group, but it's a a daggone talented group, though. It, does that kind of like make sense, too? Is it, we got to see more. It does. We, we have to see more. But here's the thing. We have to see more of the whole offense. Yes. Okay? And, and that's where you're just putting starting quarterback behind starting offensive linemen. Yeah. And saying, let's see what it looks like. Well, out of the, of the whole rest of that group, all that was playing was George Pickens. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, we love George Pickens, but he's <sighs> Don't not. Get me started. He I know, but he doesn't start. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been on this one all year, <laughs> it seems. Uh, but neither of the tight ends, none of the other wide receivers. No. Um, and we no mentioned Dots are not playing, and then there's Najee Harris. Yeah. So these are, these are really big components to have not been there. The crowd seemed to react well to Mitch Trubisky, especially yes. when he had that good first drive, hitting Gunnar mm-hmm. Olszewski, scrambled out of there once. A nice, quick, easy touchdown. And they love Kenny Pickett. Let's talk about the crowd's reaction to Mason. Can I go there really quick, DK? You, it's your show. Guys, Stiller Nation, listeners of, of, of the Ramon Foster Show with DK, We all have pride in the Steelers. We all do. Absolutely do. And I absolutely love it. Every every player on that roster right now, all 90 of them are vowing for a opportunity, fighting for a chance to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Some have already been them. You love them. Cam, TJ, Najee. Okay, Uh, just a whole list of guys. Deontay. All of these guys, okay, and and, and we all have what this the same. Once a Steeler, always a Steeler. Heck, there's some people that still will say A.B. could come back, right? There's some people that still Le'Veon can come back. Plexico came back, okay? Let's think, like, like this is where Larry Foote came back. 
I'm just naming off a bunch of guys that left and came back because once a stealer, always a stealer. You have a guy currently on your team that had his block knocked off his rookie year into the NFL, rookie or second year in the NFL, and came back to try to fight for us as a team, try to fight for you as a fan base. And it might not have gone this way, and it hasn't. I mean, let's just just be honest about this. Here he is getting a fair shake, and I know everybody's excited about the first-round draft pick as far as Kenny Pickett goes. But to boo a guy that's coming out to do his job, Clearly, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And I, yes, I say the world simply because there's only so many NFL quarterbacks, okay? Um, even if he is a part of the 64, meaning he's a backup, there's still a whole lot of talent in him that has kept him on a roster. This guy is simply auditioning for a role on the team that you love. And if he just so happens to win it, guess what? He was the best man for that job. And get and, and this is the other thing, too. I think a lot of people think players have this love, hate, or this hate-hate relationship with certain guys. We don't. We want to see everybody win. So as far as my perspective on me hearing the crowd boo, hearing like when Mason was announced that he was going to be the starting quarterback or he's the quarterback under center, I thought that was a little low class. Now, you can write in the comments, tweet at me, whatever you have to do behind that to let me know how you feel and why, if you did do that. And it was probably the small group of people, but I just thought that was classless. I I really did, man, for a guy that only wants to play ball. Not to pile on here, but the other part of it was, Moan, from my perspective in the press box, was that it was also way off the mark for 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 a football crowd that prides itself on being knowledgeable, what actually happened on the play that got Mason the loudest booze when he lost the football and went back was Dan Moore got clean. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I can, I'm saying this to an NFL offensive lineman. Um, and I mean, you know what the truth was, Moan, when you got beaten, I'm sitting up there Absolutely. right now too. Okay. Cause that's my job. It warranted it. And Dan Moore got cleaned. And there was nothing Mason could do. The guy was on top of him right away. But to his credit, you mentioned Mason bouncing back from the, you know, from the the, 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 the Earl Thomas and everything yeah. else. Earl Thomas, and then ultimately Miles Garrett and everything else that happened to him to to end up performing well near the end of that season. He bounced back from that. I'm sure he heard the booze and everything else to throw the most perfect was touchdown it? pass. To Pickens. Now you can say, "Hey, it's just a location throw," meaning you know he's he's dropping it like a falling meteor was the oh, way I man. described it in the column. But the falling meteor has to fall in exactly yes. that spot that George is running to. The mm-hmm. fact that George does the wonderful body <laughs> control adjustment to it and everything is a bonus. But Mason put it where it had to be. He's tough as hell, um, and and he is a stealer. And and to your point, Moan, about the way guys support each other. Did you notice how uh, when, mm-hmm. when let's say, for example, when Pickens caught that pass, yeah. did you see who the first two guys were down the field to congratulate him and whoop it up? It was Deontay Johnson yeah. and Chase yeah. Claypool. Yes, man. Just They were like this. Okay, and he's going to be taking catches away from yeah. them during exactly. the season. And, and, and know, not, not just that, but look at, look at George Pickens celebrate with Mason when he made it down there. Look at Kendrick Green go to Mason and be like, yeah, like – like it that that's where we are. Like this is camp. If Mason ain't auditioning for a job here, if they don't keep three quarterbacks and they put the uh seven round draft pick Ola Ola Duncan on practice squad, then Mason's gonna have a job somewhere else. You know, and, and that's okay. So you booing him in his job interview, I just 
I couldn't believe that I heard that. That was just my only thing. And again, we're not talking to the masses of whoever was there, but I, I guarantee it was a small percentage. But it it just rubbed me the wrong way for what yeah, we're known for. You. And for a guy that, did, say, that hadn't will, played yet. I will say one thing in the crowd's defense, and then and hear this out because it's not defending the actual thing that occurred. But when fans are in stadiums, and again, take this from somebody who's in them all the time Absolutely. in different sports and different circumstances, good teams, bad teams, where they get booed all the time. Again, we cover one of those too. <laughs> and when you're in there, fans will try to get messages across a certain way, and mm-hmm. it's not always easy to do. If they're trying to send the message to management, hey, we don't want him to be the quarterback. We want the other guy to be the quarterback. No, again, I'm not defending. I, I, I'm yeah. not defending. I'm the here to listen. I'm, I'm saying that that's what they're – they're not saying we hate Mason. We're saying – you know, we'd rather see somebody else. And the moment yeah. that he drops back and gets tackled right after Mitch had played so well and mm-hmm. while they're waiting on Kenny, it's kind of like, okay, here was just a reflex. Oh, one other thing. They're getting plastered all day long, Moan. There's not a lot what? of logic involved. DK, <laughs> you know I have no ex- – but – uh, he got the sack, but it was also the intro of him coming into the game and where the booze. It that was two instances of it. Yes, yeah. And the I was second just, one was louder, though. Okay, yeah, it was. The, the it was. was a lot louder. It was, but hey, great showing by the that pass to to George Pickens. I'm shocked it didn't make ESPN top ten. That was a that was a what did you call oh, a meteor uh, dropped into I the actually, basket. Yeah, I thought that was only Pickens' second best catch of the game, too, by the way. That yeah, one on the right sideline. Yes, he, yes. he was doing the Lynn Swan ballerina. Yep. And he pulls the ball in over the guy's head. And then and then it's like, I'm sitting next to Dale Lolly, our beat writer, and he goes, where'd the ball go? Yep. <laughs> Why? Because he took it over the dude's head, yeah. spun around and, 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 and collected it in like some sort of uh, like uh, you know, archaic South Africa, South American uh, insect or something. <laughs> Crazy, man. I was uh, a lot of talent on this team, DK. A lot of talent on this team. And it showed, and not just the names we know, but it was a lot of that this past weekend. Good stuff. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's a very special edition of Hey Moan, meaning it's not going to be a Hey Moan at all. I have a handful of things that I want to read here. The first one's from Slim. He says, shout out to Eddie for doing a good job while holding it down uh, while DK was away. Another one comes from Ryan who says, Eddie, great job this week, big bro. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, you've done an excellent job filling in, Eddie. Excellent analysis on an amazing show. Uh, South Florida Steeler says, DK, he's coming back, but he better watch out. Peeps <laughs> are working on their craft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Todd Salkowski says, please do a live stream, you guys, and good work this week, Eddie. There's a, you know what's funny, Moan? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of people who talk about, like, the chemistry okay or yeah, whatever yeah. okay and, and and eddie knows this and eddie's producing this show so he, he's listening to all he this. hears us yeah okay and i always say back the same thing eddie can just mouth the words for me ramon is the chemistry <laughs> okay no 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 it's the truth eddie's nodding over here okay yeah but, it, but it's true because what I, it, when you have i, I want to share this with people when you were playing 
and in, in your role uh, as as a leader on the offensive line, I don't think we would dispute who the leader was mm-hmm. uh, of that group. Um, you felt a certain responsibility to, to to speak up and to answer and to and to stand tall, including after losses, even the toughest yeah. losses, even Denver, where you could barely freaking move. And I'm trying to get you, Ramon. You got to answer some questions. And you're like <laughs> the the playoff loss I'm for anybody grunt, who doesn't yeah, know what we're grunt, talking about. Yeah, that close, man. Uh, but there's a there's a natural gravitational pull toward people like Ramon in life. I'm not putting you over here uh, or, or, going, you, or going too far. Okay? okay. But I want it understood here that it isn't me. It isn't Eddie. It, it isn't the people who come on, and, you know, when we do it in the shop. It, it, it's just Moan because Moan invites all this. This The, the <laughs> difference between, you know, Moan and other people who do these things for podcasts is that, is that he's real. What you see here is the same stuff we've all seen for years. So there, I'm through laying it on thick here. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. But that's that's always been me. Uh, one, I've always had to take the humble approach to stuff, especially within sports. So people, uh, background for sure, senior class president. I was always in a big club or in student council. I've always been a people person. It's me. I'm a second child. I'm a middle child at that. And I've always had been in a pleaser role. But this is me. I'll tell you, like you said, this, I'm, you're going to get the same me most of the time, almost all the time, unless I'm just like, look. Today, just not a day. Even then, I'm still going to turn it on because that's just me. OK, um, but my motto has always just been, look, whatever you can to, to make people better, help people be better then we're going to do that. And the biggest thing of it all is people, I think, get shocked by it, though, is uh, one, they have bad interaction with athletes or they never really meet one. They Some never do. And I've always just kind of taken that approach because I'm uh, as far as meeting somebody and talking to people and just giving it a little bit of me is because I might be the one that affects them in the right way. And my my other thing, and I tell my boys this and anybody that's around me, too, is, look, um, you can still be big time as fly with people. And I tell them also, it's like, look, you go crush everything that you do. Crush, try to be the best. Be numero uno. Be as best as you possibly can. But I said, never fly above people. You fly with people because when you fly with people, they want to be with you. And that's one thing that I try to do, man. I teach my boys that, man. My wife operate like that. And anybody that I'm with, I'm trying to include people. Like uh, one of the things we're doing now is, you know, with our with our boys, we do travel baseball and just everything. Man, we got to get a van because we always have people with us. We're always including <laughs> folks with, like that's yeah. me. We're going out of town. It's four of us. We're probably going to have seven or eight people with us because one, I love, I enjoy a good time. I do. I, I, you catch me? I'm laughing. Okay, somewhere. Oh, I'm telling somebody I need to grow up. And they're like, no, you don't, Mo. Don't ever grow up. (laughs) But that's just me. I I, I try to fly with people and never above, man, because you never know if you're that one D-bag that's ruined a kid's day or life. Honestly, you just never know these days. So be good, man. Let's let's not rob the citizens of a, of a legit hey moan. We're gonna oh, we do this. Gonna do we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do this one real quick here. This is from Derek, and he says, "Hey moan, yes. are you or are you not Jalen Warren?" Hey, listen, man. Again, paid off the debt to uh, Anthony McFarland er- earlier, but that kid, Jalen Warren. Hey. He could be good. I did. Didn't he lose the fumble though? Like that. That was. What? That was and that. Guess what was the only thing the head coach had to say when he thought when he was asked about I, Jalen Warren's performance. He put the ball on the ground. Yeah. Now, never mind the fact that the Steelers recovered. 
that doesn't that doesn't reflect on the running backs ball security. Yeah. Uh, but when you see him get low, now he's five eight to begin with, but probably still. spikes. But he uses this low leverage mm-hmm. of his. He leans. He, isn't that the? It's not even like usually you're used to saying like, oh Eddie George, yeah, he kind of falls mm-hmm. forward. Le'Veon Bell used to do that fall. No, no, he's down low. He leans. And he's still going like through people's knees yeah. and stuff. You know, it's it's just different. He's maximizing that position, that that position of running back to the max, okay? He is getting every bit out of that 5A. Okay, fine. Let me show you what 5A looks like when it runs low. You think you can get lower to me? Not going to happen. But he also has the speed, and he has that Pittsburgh physicality, DK, okay? He, he doesn't want to be tackled. No. Plain and simple. That, that's, that's all that comes down to. But and, the and hands. You know yeah, he has that too. He has the hands, and I was I, again. That game was 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 pleasant, but it was a start. But it was pleasant to watch, especially him, DK. I was I was hey, I was excited about him. Now there was a lot of good stuff here. We'll talk some more football and everything else uh, tomorrow. <laughs>